What's going on, Music Dicks? Thank you guys for listening. Eric is not here today, so our good friend Dalton Matheny has taken over his spot. He's going to be telling us a little bit about himself and what he does, and we're going to be talking about music as always. Sit back, relax, let's get this thing going. What's going on, fellow music dicks? I'll just get my drum set set up. What's going on? Getting your drum set set up. Yeah, trying to get it tuned and whatnot. It's a way bigger pain in the ass than you would think to tune yeah. drums. I've got a couple of drum sets um, in the recording space that we're using right yeah, now. Yeah, I see that. Only, well, I mean, realistically, none of them are mine because one's my son's that I bought for him. It's a really nice drum set, you know. Medini, I believe is the brand name. Big name brand. Yeah, big name brand. The other one is actually a uh, Thomas set, which is um, not mine either. It's my drummer's. But yeah, I uh, I can't play drums. I, I don't know the first thing about playing drums. You should. You should learn. I can keep just like a steady like four or four time. Just don't do anything special. I can do that all day long. But if it calls for me to do anything else, nope, can't do it. What's going on, Dalton? Oh, nothing much. What's up? Not much. So the voice you just heard was Dalton Matheny, the one that I told you about in the introduction to this podcast. Uh, he is a fellow musician like myself. And Eric, since Eric's not here today, we thought we'd bring in another musician. Um, get a uh, little information someone about... Someone else's perspective. Yeah, somebody else's perspective. Get a little information about him and uh, what he's all about, what he's doing music-wise. And uh, basically, we're going to take that from there. We're going to tell you about who he is, and then we're going to have an organic conversation like we always do. All right, so Dalton, how long have you been playing music, man? Uh, I've been playing about since I was four or five, so I'm 18 now, so it's been a while. Okay, okay. And it's funny because he tells me he's 18, and like I, we don't know each other personally. Right. We played PlayStation. You played Xbox. Yeah, right? I'm an Xbox guy. Yeah, I'm a PlayStation guy. Not that it has anything to do with music, but yeah, you know, we've talked to each other in that circle. Yeah, circle that that social uh, context, but we've never actually, I don't think, talked face to face. Um, we play music in the same area, um, so I mean. He knows, uh, I mean, I know who he is. I've heard his name before. and uh, But like I said, he had told me he was 18, and I had no idea. I thought he was older than 18. Yeah, you do uh, look a little bit older than 18. Yeah. yeah. He's he's kind of got one of those, uh, what I call, Falmsby faces, because I look like I was 35 when I was like 12. I'm not saying you look like you're 35. <laughs> no, but no, that's fun. Yeah. You know, you look older than, uh, older than 18. Yeah, I get that sometimes. So you've been playing for a while. Yep. Uh, how long have you been playing, like, out? Out, um... My first band, I started with a friend of mine, uh, I think back in 2016, 2017. We were in that for about a year or two, and then we started another band, and now I am where I am today with 21. Well, what do you? What were you playing when you started? Same like same stuff. Electric guitar, yeah. Uh, like music styles, same southern thing. rock yeah. and blues and classic rock and all that. So you haven't like gone off of that, frayed N- away from that too much. Not too much with uh, the band I'm in now, 21. It's more country based, but so, we still yeah. bring in some of that southern rock and classic rock. And I mean, I, Tristan, I think is just like me in the aspect of like rock and roll, basically. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I, I'm, I've been in, I've been in bands for a while too. I'm, I'm 27. Um, so I mean, I've been playing in bars since. I, before I was old enough to be in them. Oh, right. Yeah. And I'm sure as well, as you being 18, you've been doing the same thing as well. Absolutely. And I've kind of done the whole arc. When I when I was in high school, it was like everybody wanted to play metal. And I was like, yeah, sure, we'll play metal. And then like I realized really quickly that I didn't want to play metal. This just right. wasn't my thing. Not Nothing against those people out there that want to play metal. But like it's 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 uh, you know good on you for being able to kind of not venture off of that path too much because it's it's a lot more enjoyable as a musician to play the stuff that you want to play absolutely for sure yeah and that you enjoy playing rather than being like you know play Freebird. right you know, yeah play wagon yeah, don't hear that enough because as a um i'm a metal musician for 
the most part. I don't know. I've kind of drifted off into like the more alternative styles, but having to play classic rock like all the time not even just classic rock but like a lot of 90s stuff all the time was kind of dreadful if you're not trying to play that all the time i wanted to branch out and do more eclectic and different things and just playing classic rock all the time isn't always fun if you're not into it right yeah and i mean right now the area that we're in and dalton plays out just like i do so i think he knows it just as well as i do like classic rock sells absolutely absolutely Um, especially for like eagles and stuff like that yeah but like country sells even more, mm-hmm. and it almost because I'm not a huge I, I don't want to say I'm not a huge country fan, and I'll, I, I kind of I'll ask you about that. But like, um, I, country's not what I want to be playing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would much rather play a Jimi Hendrix song. Oh, yeah. Any day of the right week, there than be playing like some Garth Brooks. Like that's just me. Right. But to each their own. There's plenty of people out there like Jimmy who. Right. You know, praise Dale, raise hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> They're all about that stuff. But I mean, I don't know. I'm, is the classic rock like the majority of the stuff that you, you listen to? Like, is that? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you differentiate? Dif- oh, that was a big word. Look at me going. <laughs> South Harrison education. Do you? Do you? I mean, do you differentiate? Is that? I'm, I'm saying that right. Yeah. Right? I think Better you know. give me a dictionary. I'll make sure I'm saying it. <laughs> do you like navigate? I said yeah, I'm not using different words now because I'm, I'm I'm worried that that's not the right <laughs> right use of that word. Do you listen to? Uh, a lot of other things, or is like most of it is classic rock that you listen to. Honestly, in the past couple of years, I've kind of been in different spots. Like, uh, like last year, oh, I just graduated, so I was into uh, some like '80s things, more like the I don't know, like Tears for Fears and stuff. I oh, listened. so not like hair band necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, okay. I, I kind of got into like the fears, '80s right. pop stuff, but I, I think Tears for Fears is incredible. Yeah, I mean, they were I definitely like, different. I, I, actually, I don't know at the time. I guess they weren't. They just seemed different to someone that didn't grow up in it right yeah i mean i only really listen to everybody wants to rule the world but you know that's a good song so uh i think my not to you know go off subject too much i think uh who killed tangerine is probably my favorite tears for fear song mm-hmm. uh i i think they're really really good and i thought they were a lot different than what you were listening to back then but you know i digress so um so who's your favorite guitar player jimmy page no doubt okay okay i'll figure yeah With all the led zeppelin Yes, sir. Phone backgrounds and whatnot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I knew before we came in here, this guy's a Zeppelin guy. And we had actually already talked about, um, you know, when we do a strictly Zeppelin podcast, that he'll have to come back because he's knowledgeable. Yeah, and we know, need to do that. He knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that don't know, Led Zeppelin is Greta Van Fleet, but better and uh, original. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, they're not that original either, though. Yeah. I mean, they're not, but still. They didn't take everything somebody did and call it a new name. Yeah. Regardless, I digress. Let's not make too many people upset out there nowadays. <laughs> so, I mean, Jimmy Page is your favorite guitar player. Who right. are some of your, like, guitar influences? So, I, you know, I've had, like, uh, different p- times of where I've just gone to different places in music. And for a long time, I was a big Pink Floyd fan. And uh, so David Gilmore is up there. Uh, Peter Frampton, he's a real big deal. Um Lately, I've really been into Joe Walsh. Jane Joe Walsh Gang, is awesome. All that. I love his playing. Yeah, Walsh is really good. When Walsh joined the Eagles, it really... It changed the... It, it changed Absolutely. the Eagles a lot. Um, I, I see a lot of people online. It's funny because I mean, we, I've stated it before. I listen to a lot of the classic rock, especially like the 60s, 70s. I love James Gang so 80s much. 80s type stuff. Yeah, and there's a lot of people online that like... These younger generations, they just don't respect it at no, all. They don't yeah. know. They, they, yeah, it. exactly. They don't know. And I mean, it's almost uh, it, it's awful that these people don't know the music. Like, I don't know. I was raised on all that stuff, and we've talked about that before. You know, the ACDCs, the ZZ Tops, all that shit. I mean, that's what I was raised on. Mm-hmm. So 
I took that with me as I got older. And I'm going to show that to my children as they grow older. And it's like a lot of these kids nowadays, they don't know it. Right. And that's like we were talking about Greta Van Fleet before we started. And I don't want to dive into that too much. But like the younger generation has a chance to kind of know that older time of music without actually knowing it. Yeah. Right. I would much them. rather see that than a lot of the bands. That right. Are the sound's way. still there. So, I mean, that's what matters. The most. Yeah. It really does. And they're good players, though, too. It's oh, not yeah. like they're bad or doing a bad job of it. I mean, yeah. they do they do a pretty damn good well, job. No, I mean, I would definitely not say that they're bad musicians. No, no, no. I, that's not my that's not my battle here. But uh, it's definitely, to me, it's more produced. I did right. like their second album as far as they kind of shifted a little more towards their own sound, in mm-hmm. my opinion. But... I don't Still. listen to them like that. I've just heard the the songs on the radio, yeah. or you hear this or that, or YouTube and all that stuff. I mean, even the others, every song they have is very Zeppelin like. Like you can hear yeah. all, all of them are for sure. Like yeah, that. I mean, but I'm telling you, you can hear the Rolling Stones more than you think. So you, you said you just graduated, right? <laughs> yeah. Where'd you graduate from? Grafton. Grafton. Okay. Yep. Okay. So Grafton, for those of you that don't know, Grafton isn't too far away from where we're recording at. Um, do you like? Did you play with a lot of people in high school? Not really. Uh, up until this year. Uh, a friend of ours started playing bass, and we messed around with him a bunch. But uh, I have another friend. He's a sophomore that plays guitar, and uh, him and I have been working with each other and stuff. But other than that, everybody's into grunge and metal, and, and that's just not what we're about. Yeah, you know, I um, for a long, long time, uh, I, I told myself what I really needed was like a group of people that were my age to play music with. Right. Throughout the years, I've learned like that's not what I needed. Nope. I needed seasoned musicians right. and veterans because then it gives me a chance to learn. Mm-hmm. Not that you're not going to learn from people that are your age that haven't done and you're learning it together. There's tips and that you know just help that you wouldn't get necessarily from people your age because they haven't been there and done it before. Right. It, it helps a lot. And I mean, I've you know, I when I was in high school, we had our local garage rock band that oh, we played yeah. with, and that's how I started playing. You know, but huh. um, I've just found throughout the years like. I've been put in a lot better situations musically because of the people that I play with and be- because of their age. I mean, right, yeah. it's just, I mean, they know they've been there. They've lived it. Yeah. Myself, I've been very lucky to play with seasoned uh, musicians. Like my last band I was in, Jake Haley and Triple Threat, uh, we had a really good drummer and a really good bass player. And my bass player, he's probably one of the best musicians I know in all of West Virginia. So you're playing with 21, is it 21 band? Is 21 band, 21 yeah. band. So who all plays with you in that? Uh, my friend Jake Haley and uh, his girlfriend, Abby Latosha. So Jake is the one that you mentioned prior to this just yes. a few seconds ago? Yeah. Okay, good deal. Yeah, I've seen you guys um, on videos on YouTube mm. and stuff like that. I've not seen anything yet. Yeah, I saw, um, I think it was, uh, oh, Short Story. Short Story Brewing yeah, there in Breezeville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I saw a video there. Actually, I think there was a woman that had came and seen you guys that evening, and then they, she, she came and saw us that, that afternoon, or not that uh, afternoon, the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like I said, I've seen that, and then you know, you know, Jason was playing with you guys in the band, yeah, right? Jason, yeah, Securo, very good drummer. Uh, yeah, Jason's a great drummer. Uh, Jason played with us in Intent for a long time, and mm-hmm. Jason and I had actually we had had a practice. Uh, we were going to start like a '90s rock cover band for a long time, and that mm-hmm. fell through. But no, he's a great musician as well. But that's what I'm talking about: those seasoned veterans, right? Those people that know what they're doing and they know what they're talking about, and they're going to be harsh. A lot of them are. Oh yeah, I feel like if they're not like harsh on your playing or mm-hmm. what you should do, you should do this and not do that, then they're they're just not telling you the truth, and that's what you want to hear as a musician. Right, you know? yeah. Criticism always helps. Yeah, and there's a lot of musicians like out there, and you're still young, you know, mm-hmm. not to not to beat you down and say, hey, like you know, I'm old older Josh. than you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, like yeah. I'm old Josh. Yeah, exactly. But no, all <laughs> I'm saying is, is like, you know, if you can't take that criticism at a young age as a musician, like, it's only going to get more, it's yeah, going to get worse. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. It definitely it doesn't get easier because your, your critics are going to become 
more vocal and they're going to tell you exactly what they think of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when I was your age, you know, and I say that you know, we're only like 10 years apart in, in age, really, but it like, it's a lot different though. It is. Things um, are a lot different. And it's crazy to think like, you know, 10 years ago, uh, when it was 2010, mm-hmm. like it was, a, it's a different music scene now. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, when I was 16, 17 years old, like people cared about music a lot more than they care about music now. Right. And I mean, you know, you, you play to your, uh, demographic. Mm-hmm. I think that helps a lot too. Like I said, you know, I'm not crazy about country, but people want to hear it. Oh yeah. So if you throw those country songs in here and there and stuff like that, people enjoy it, mm-hmm. especially with the classic rock, you know, right. if you're doing Zeppelin, you're doing Tom Petty, you're doing stuff like that. People mm-hmm. enjoy that. So do you guys do any original music or is it all covers? See, uh, I've been working on original music for a while now, and you know, like when it comes to all that, it's, some of it's good, some of it's not good at all. But uh, we, uh, in our last band, Triple Threat, we uh, started doing one song that I mainly wrote, and my friend Jake wrote some lyrics too. It's called I Don't Care. So you're only doing one song originally, or you do more than that? Uh, that was just in Triple Threat. Now in 21, uh, we have a song that we all wrote uh, called Down the Line, and then Abby has a song that she performs here and there called uh, Johnny and Wine. So what's your guys' writing process like? Um, is it like where each person writes something and then you kind of bring it to each other? Uh, well, in the case of down the line, it's actually a funny story. We were at Valley Falls and I had a guitar with me and I had this melody stuck in my head the whole day. So I just kept playing it and playing it. And eventually Abby started writing the, uh, lyrics to it. And that's just how it was written. Yeah. Um, I know that for us. And I mean, I don't, do you sing with the band? Yeah. You do? Yeah. You harmony. sing, you harmony, so you're singing backup? Yeah, I've does, sang a couple lead songs here and there, but not too much. Does Jake or, what's his girlfriend's name? Abby. Abby. So, one of them lead singers, or they both kind of? No, they both kind of. It's like a switch, they're turns. both leads. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, for me, like, I'm the main singer of the band, mm-hmm. and I write, like, everything on our album, like, what happened was, is some of them were older songs that I wrote years ago, then I kind of show them to them. But basically, our songwriting process is um, I write a chord progression mm-hmm. and throw some lyrics to it, and then I show it to them, right. and then it kind of grows from there. Yeah. I mean, I've I've so wanted to be able to get together as a band and be like, hey, play something on drums, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to write to a guitar like that. Because I feel like yeah, it's jamming, more... Yeah, it's way yeah. more organic. It's man. more organic, exactly. Right. It's, it's almost tough to kind of write a song and then have three people kind of add their own flair to it that's mm-hmm. how i write and that's when why i don't have anything written really well yeah, yeah it's harder that way because you're not getting something in the moment yeah right you're getting something after the fact right yeah myself i uh it feels like almost every day or every other day i come up with a new melody but myself i'm not very good lyrically so so you don't write much lyrics or not much i try but it's always something sounds yeah. just too tacky well, and i know you had said earlier something along the lines of you've wrote stuff that's good and you've wrote stuff that's bad yeah i don't it, think anything as as a writer is bad mm-hmm. i i think it's it's just a stepping stone really right. i don't look at it as bad well <laughs> regardless um you know i'm sure that i've wrote a lot of things that aren't i, I don't want to say bad i'll say worthy like you that know right. that i wouldn't necessarily want people <laughs> <laughs> thanks man i'm kidding <laughs> Next week, we'll have a new co-host, and his name won't be Tristan. <laughs> um, no, but uh, see, now you let me miss my whole my whole uh, it's okay, train of dude. thought, man. It's okay. Oh, yeah. No, I've written stuff that's probably not worthy and that I wouldn't want people to hear, but I also, right. I, I look at that as almost as a stepping stone. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this wasn't good, but maybe I can take this piece from it and add it to this, and it, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, you guys are playing originals, and you're playing covers. 
Um, do you play outside of the state? Do you play, mostly play in West Virginia? Or? No, yeah, we only really play in North Central West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, it's it's as a musician, and you're younger, but you've been doing mm-hmm. it for a while. It's a lot easier to make money. I, I don't want to say money. It's a lot easier to make good money close to home right. than it is to drive a couple hours out and expect to make money. Right. I mean, I really think that I never got to experience the whole, hey, we're in a band, we're going to rent a U-Haul van, and, and we're going to tour. And do it, yeah. You know what I mean? And I've always wanted to do that, and it's definitely still in the cards. We could still do it. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, because this is what I do full-time. Do you work? No, not yet. So you're just playing music, basically, yeah. and you're out of high school now. So, yep. um, see, I mean, this is what I'm doing full-time. And, uh, you know, to be able to just kind of get on the road and leave for, you know, however long, a couple weeks, a mm-hmm. month or so, like, you're not going to make the money that you make playing around here every weekend. No, are you right. guys... Are you guys playing like every Friday and Saturday? Uh, yeah, just about. You know, ever since the pandemic and all that, uh, it's not been very good. But yeah, back last summer, we were booked just about every weekend. Yeah, and we'll definitely talk more about the pandemic here soon. But yeah. um, do you guys do your own bookings? Do you have somebody do that for you? No, yeah, we do all of our own bookings. Is it like a... Does everybody do their own booking, or is there like one person that does the booking? Abby or? mostly does most of it, but Jake's uh, done it a few times, and I've been starting out to branch and do it lately. Yeah, I, it, it definitely helps. I can tell you that much. You know, not that we're super successful or anything like that, but right. like you play out quite a bit, though. Yeah, you play yeah. out more You're, than most. We man. do Way more busy than I, and I don't think that the guys would have any problem with me saying like I do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I love the guys to death. They they when we play, they play, they play and their that's, asses off. They man. play right. their asses off. They come out and they give everything they've got. But as far as the bookings, as far as the social media, I won't say social media because I haven't been getting some help with that, uh, you know, of late. But especially the the bookings and like the merchandise stuff, like all mm-hmm. that's me. So it's definitely you know the saying goes, two heads are better than one. Right. Well, in your guys' case, three heads are better than yeah. one. Right. You know, and in our case, it'd be nice if four heads were better than one. Yeah. But this is what I put my time and effort to because I decided four or five years ago that I wasn't going to work a job and this was going to do full time. And yeah, I mean, that's the dream, but at oh, the absolutely. Moment, it's not looking very good for me at the moment. Well, I was <laughs> in your so. shoes. Yeah, I was oh, in yeah, your so. shoes at one time too. And, um, you know, I feel as if until you do it or at least until you try to do it, you won't really know. Right. And that's how where I was because I honestly thought for a long time, like, there's no way that I could do that. And then I realized, you know, as long as you keep yourself busy and you keep motivated, that you, you can do it fairly. I'm, I'm not saying you're going to become rich off of it, but oh, yeah. you can live comfortably. Right. Yeah. By that's doing it. back when we were with, uh, we had Triple Threat and 21 going simultaneously. And See, uh, that's a nightmare, but continue. Yeah. Yeah. It honestly wasn't that bad. Uh, there was maybe a handful of booking issues, but it didn't get too bad. But the money then was really nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Money's always good. And that's like with, with me, I play solo um not just as much as i play with the band i usually mm-hmm. try to book once or twice no more than once or twice a month right. um and then the rest of the fridays and saturdays of the month are the band mm-hmm. you know that that makes for good money too because people are willing to pay usually willing to pay good money acoustically mm-hmm. when you're by yourself than what you're going to make in a band you know what i mean yeah, you'd actually yeah. be surprised so there's a big price yeah. break because like Weird. you know not to throw out my numbers or anything like that but you look at it as say your band's making and it's different all over but say your man's your band's making $100 a person for a four-hour gig, three-hour right. gig. Yeah. Well, when you can do a three-hour gig by yourself and you're making triple that, double right. that, it's, a, oh, it's yeah. a big difference. Oh, you know? I, know, I know what you mean. And that that helps being able to to keep your head above water when it comes to being a full-time musician. It really does. For sure. Um, is anybody else in your family musically inclined? Did somebody like give you a guitar and say, hey, this is what I do? No, my mom played drums in the band back in the day, but... uh, Like marching band. Marching band, yeah. okay. But uh, other than that, no, I don't. Not to, to my knowledge, I wasn't really exposed to any family members doing any of that. 
What about you, Tristan? Not that we're interviewing you. I'm just curious. <laughs> I started with recorder and like recorder, fourth, yeah, oh, with yeah. like fourth grade, and then fucking, fifth I got into drums and bells. OG and stuff. over here, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, I was always into music. I can remember being like five years old, banging my head to ACDC, you know, singing it. Like I was always really into music. But fifth grade, we started with drums and bells and stuff, and then sixth grade, I got into percussion and South Harrison, and then did that all the way up until like my freshman year. But by then, you know, it's I think fifth grade, I got my first bass. So you've then, been, have you been? Because you consider yourself a guitar player now, right? Yeah, I mean that's well, mostly yeah, what you spend much. your time on. So yeah. like, so have you played drums longer? I mean, as far as like the time devoted towards, I drums? mean, no, no, not at all. I mean, I've only had a set a couple weeks now. But I mean, when we played in the when I when I played that's in the I middle in school, band, yeah, when I played in the middle school, I played like every day that we would go into band. I yeah. would play on the set for a little bit, but um. I mean, I play percussion in general. Like, I like to play bongos. I like to play stuff like that. I I really love, like, ethnic percussion, honestly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a big thing for me. You know my guitar playing style very yeah, well. Because yeah. Tristan comes out and sees the band every once in a while. He's known mm-hmm. me for years. And I'll, like, I'll, when I'm writing something, I'll throw it by Tristan. I'll be like, hey, man, what do you think of this? You know what I mean? Because not that I can't show it to the band, but Tristan's that outside perspective. Whereas, right. like, these guys are, like, thinking, like, oh, I'm going to play this or what am I going to put to this? He's yeah. like, that. Mm-hmm. like, I'm very rhythmic. And, and I mean, obviously, I'm rhythmic. When you I'm, have to be when you're a solo player no, for a for very sure. long time. But I mean, I'm rhythmic in the fact that like my strumming is a lot different. Yeah, I almost I don't want to say overdo it, but I do a lot more than just kind of strum those mm-hmm. basic chords because I for so long I didn't have a drummer. Yeah, you're picking a lot of rhythm. You know, I, I did a lot I'll by myself. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a lot different. And it's like, do you do you consider yourself a leader, a rhythm player, then, dog? Um, honestly, I feel like sometimes I find myself playing a lot more lead in 21, but Jake and I usually go off of each other a lot. And that was the same with the triple threat. See, I think, cause with us, I'm the only guitar player. Mm. Um, I think that it's a lot more fun to be able to switch back and forth. Right. We've got four members. Trust me. I'd love to have a guitar player to where Mm. I can do that with all the time. But I feel like if I found a lead guitar player, then my me playing not that I'm a great lead player, but like Yeah, you would miss out on what you're trying to do. Yeah, me yeah. playing leads Your no expression. more. I'm not right. gonna be able yeah. to do that anymore. Right. So uh it's so nice having a second guitar player that you can feed off of. I was playing with um my cousin Dylan's stepbrother, John Boy, and like we had literally not played together. We've played together one other time. We plugged in and in three minutes we were like playing off of each other. Like oh, that's yeah. the stuff that I love. Well, like, you know, I don't consider myself a lead guitar player whatsoever. Yeah. I consider myself a rhythm player, and I consider myself a singer before any of that. Not that I have a great voice by any means, but like I've been singing longer than I've been playing yeah. guitar. Were so, you in show choir? Yes, I was in show okay, choir. Were you, any, were you anything like that, Dalton? Show choir? No. Just band? Were you in just, you were just in band? band yeah. Yeah, did you do band. marching band and concert yeah, band? I did basically what you did. Okay. And you went to, Lin- uh, not Lincoln. Grafton. Grafton, that's yep. what I meant. Yeah, Grafton. See, we play in Grafton a good bit down at the Strand. Have you guys played there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plenty times. Scotty, Scotty, the owner of the Strand is a really, really good I people. I played in Grafton once. Yep. I yeah. don't remember where it was at. Oh, if it was at the Strand, you'd probably know. It, it. was yeah. like right in the middle of downtown where the four-way is. And you take, a, I think, a left, like a, yeah. across from the Game Warrants. It's like right down that road. No, it's probably not this one. I have no Strands idea. right across from the fire department. You slash, have any idea what I'm talking about? No. Fire no department idea. slash right. police station. Yeah. And there's no, just no a, this pool hall, really, is what it is. Yep. But yeah, not to bring that up, but yeah, it's, it's a great, great place there. Scotty's really good people. Oh, yeah. I love the Strand. All right. So you said you weren't in the show choir. So what got you into playing music? So uh, when I was little, back when I first started playing guitar, my dad showed me the. Uh, music video for welcome to the jungle by guns and roses sweet. sweet so i mean ever since i saw slash you know with the hair and all that and axel rose stepping off the bus in the first scene i was like sold 
Really? So oh, it was like the sure. whole image and everything about it that got you sold on it? Yeah, that's like I saw the Les Paul for the first time. You know, that's my favorite guitar. So, I mean, like, yeah, Slash. And then ever since then, I when I was little, I would just sit on the computer, Van Halen, Aerosmith. Yeah, I was the same exact way. Yeah, I was always obsessed with bands. Yeah. So you talked about the Les Paul being your favorite guitar. Now, why is that? Right. Well, like with Slash, uh, that was the first time I ever saw one. And uh, my first real guitar was a Les Paul. So I've always liked the tone and the feel. It's real nice in the hands. See, now for me, I always hated the Les Paul for a very, very long time. It Mm. wasn't until I got into Tool that I started to really like one because I started to see what he could do with one and the tonal qualities that he had. Also, Led Zeppelin, that for me was... Right, yeah. That was the first uh, Les Paul that I always liked because I was never a huge Slash fan. I always liked them, but I don't like the way that they kind of feel against the body per se uh-huh. but the ones that i've played are some of the nicest playing guitars so i agree the feel and the tonal quality well, is right. so good they can be heavy too oh yeah, yeah. very very they're, sure they're not a light guitar no yeah. jimmy almost has like a crook to him because of it so then are a lot of your favorite guitar players less paul players like exclusively um honestly no a few you know like frampton and stuff like i said they they play less balls and uh frampton doesn't get enough credit frampton was a hell i didn't of know guitar he played ball yeah, a hell of a guitar yeah. player. But uh, no, like uh, David Gilmore, Strat, Joe Walsh, where I've really been into him, he's kind of all over the place with guitars. You know, Les Paul, Telecaster. Yeah. So it, I just that sound, it's awesome. Interesting story behind Joe Walsh. Quick, like little ad here. Mm-hmm. He's the one that taught Adam Jones from Tool how to play the talk box on. Uh, he did it on John B in um, Ten Thousand Days. That's crazy. I don't. Joe Walsh is one of those guys that's really famous for using a talk box. And then another guy is Frampton, Frampton like yeah. you admitted or had, had talked about before. Talk box is a really different thing, man. Mm-hmm. It's it, dude. It's hard to get used to. And like every time that um, Adam Jones plays it, not every single time, but so many times. I mean, there's countless amount of footage of him messing it up. Like when we went to go see him, he got maybe halfway through it and the talk box started to mess up. It's such a hard thing to get down. Man. Well, it's mm-hmm. crazy because like to the untrained ear, you could use a really good wall yeah, and they right. would probably think it's a talk that's box. That's what that yeah, was. That's, yeah, I've but it's not. Before. Oh yeah, that's what like for uh, Voodoo Child, when we play Voodoo yeah. Child, I use my wall. Yeah, I do the same thing. Of, like, a talk yeah, box, that's you know? like we did, uh, do you feel like we do uh, yeah. Frampton and I, the, the whole talk box, so I had to do it with a wall. But yeah, exactly. It, it sounded all right. Yeah. Well, that's improv- it's not too bad. Yeah. Improvising, man. To most people, it doesn't sound any different. Oh, yeah. Nobody really knows unless they're a musician. Yeah, and I mean, that's another thing. Like, with us, like, I really like having musicians on here because we hear and perceive things a lot differently than your average music listener. Yeah, right. Because we look at it from different perspectives on how we would play it, how we would go about writing it, how we would do everything. I mean, we do it. It's like, you know, I can ask a plumber, hey, man, what's wrong with my thing? Or I could just ask the guy down the road, what do you think's wrong with it? It's a difference. Not that Mm -hmm. it's always going to be better because you can hire a bad plumber but you know that's besides yeah, the point. true because <laughs> um, like you had said for me i don't like strats mm-hmm. my first guitar was a, a mexican made strat and i mean being your first guitar like i love that guitar don't get me wrong right but like i don't like playing strats anymore mm-hmm. and my favorite players are strat players i mean i picked up a guitar in the first place because of hendrix i was probably 11 12 years old right mm-hmm. around the same age where you'd really started and i had seen hendrix at woodstock and right then and there, I knew that I wanted to play guitar, and that's what I wanted to do to make money. Right. I probably was never going to be as good as Hendrix, and I'm still probably never going to be as good as Hendrix. But <laughs> the fact is, is, like that's what drew me into it. And he was a Strat player. I love David Gilmore. He's a Strat player. 
Um, you know, I can name them for days. Stevie Ray Vaughan, Strat player. Like, I just don't right. like playing Strats. My favorite guitar, and I've always wanted one, and I'll have one sooner or later, is a, a Gibson Explorer. Oh, yeah. Something about those just sharp-ass edges. Yeah, that's like with... Uh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. I always oh, thought yeah. they were so ugly. I think they're fucking no. just gnarly looking. Those I don't sharp like edges. SGs that much either, though, honestly. Yeah, that's like... I like Explorers because of the fact of uh, Alan Collins, Leonard Skinner, yes, and Freebird. I love know? Jesus Christ. I mean, we can talk about that for days yeah, as well. For sure, Skinner. Oh, that would yeah. be the only reason I would want an Explorer. Actually, yeah. I, well, or James I mean, Hetfield. Well, yeah. they had their. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> with you. <laughs> <laughs> they they do whatever. Their, okay. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Right. Come on now. All right. You got to give Metallica some respect. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> anyway, but like, and then they got the Firebird, which is like the like little brother that just never right. made the sharp edges. Yeah. They're just the rounded edges. They're pretty cool though. They are, and they're great looking guitar. I, I, what's for me, I like the Firebird basses. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what like, I was I think, about to say. Yeah, when when it's a bass guitar, I think those Firebirds look kick ass. But when right, it's an yeah. electric guitar, man, those yeah, Explorers are what stands out to me. I think they just look killer. Mm-hmm. So with the twenty one band, are you playing acoustic or electric? Acoustic. Yeah. You're playing acoustic, so you don't get to play a. Uh, uh, Les Paul that much? No, yeah. Back when we were within uh, Triple Threat, that's all Les Paul, and then I ran a Telly most of the time. See, now this is interest interesting for me because I, I'm curious what you think. Mm-hmm. Do you, would you prefer to be on stage with an electric, or do you like the acoustic? When I'm holding electric, I just feel more at home. You feel more like a badass, though, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you really do. Yeah. What do you prefer, Josh? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I've always, 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 always wanted to have that fucking mean looking electric yeah, guitar right. and just have people be like oh my god look at that son of a bitch that's a nice guitar because you don't get like if you play a guitar and you see a really fucking good looking acoustic you'll yeah. say that oh yeah but like your average music listener is not going to see an acoustic no. like that's a gorgeous guitar mm-hmm. like i've got a five thousand dollar taylor in the house but to somebody that doesn't know anything about music it looks like, literally just like a two hundred dollars exactly. right. they're not yeah. going to know Identical. the difference yep <laughs> so but but yeah not to i interrupted you a little bit so you feel you feel more comfortable yeah i mean, over time i've really started to like the uh, acoustic because I brought more things into it. It's like uh, uh, I brought the whammy pedal. I don't know if you ever experienced one of those, but like sometimes you know we're just three acoustic, so it gets kind of lost sometimes yep. the guitar. So I started doing like a little bass octave thing with the whammy and well, do that. Okay, sometimes. that makes sense. If you haven't learned by now, mids, my friend. Oh yeah. When you're trying to break through all that this this mix, just right. throw some mids on that bitch. <laughs> That's why that PV. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't played that thing in a long time. Where's the mid set on that thing? That little PV up there behind you, Tristan. Yeah, almost on five. Yeah, so they're about halfway. Yeah. My load a lot of bass. I oh, see that. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. I love bass on my lead boy. Mm-hmm. I don't want a bunch of just ding 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 trouble yeah. bullshit. Dude, I love trouble. But I like playing humbuckers. So it's a different thing. Yeah. Um. So. When you say you you pull out a the you said wall right a whammy or whammy, whammy that's yeah. what I meant yeah so like do you incorporate a bunch of pedals and stuff with your acoustic playing or I on and off sometimes yeah I do because uh, it we play roughly the same thing every show you know we try to switch it up add some things take out some things but it kind of gets old so I like to add you know sometimes I use a phaser on a song that has that you know kind of wow 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 type sound so are you run do you run distortion at all no. So you're just playing straight acoustic with just some like effects that aren't distorted and stuff right, like that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say well versed. I don't know how well uh, familiar. I don't know how familiar you are. And Tristan knows the the Taylor T5. Is Dude, what that's I what I yeah. was about to say. Is that thing sounds so good? I've yeah. never heard anything sound See, that good. I was at the point where 
I'm a big Dave Matthews fan. Most people acoustic know that about band. me. Right. And I, I love that just kind of like a rock band, but it has that acoustic still in it. Right. That acoustic is just because not only it hides kind of underneath everything, but mm. when it's there and you need to hear it, it's there. Right. And that's why I really like the acoustics. That, so that thing's beautiful. Yeah. And I was playing my Taylor 410 and then I'd bought a um, Epiphone Swingster Royale, which mm-hmm. is basically a Gretsch White Falcon. It's just a, you know, a knockoff basically of it. Right. Um, and I would, what I would do is I would play with the looper and I would have an ABY. So I would record the loop with my acoustic, my Taylor 410, mm-hmm. and then I would plug in my uh, Epiphone and then play leads and then switch back and forth. Right. And it just became, because I'd play leads on almost every song, yeah. it became so just I remember that actually, annoying. I mm-hmm. Like, you know, we have a, a sax player, so it's nice to have that sax in there so now it'd be a different story but still still now like with that t5 it's got a five-way pickup switch yeah, on it doesn't it. have to do anything it's yeah. it's nice it is mm-hmm. a huge difference and watching the, and play the with first position because it's got a neck pickup mm-hmm. it's got a body sensor and it's got a humbucker in it right the first position straight acoustic so it gets the neck and it gets the body just like an acoustic would mm-hmm. get but then when i want a solo humbuckers all the way right and i don't have to switch stuff up it's a really really nice guitar i mean not that i would tell you to go buy one oh, yeah but if you haven't played one like you should like show Showtime has them. Right. Uh, Showtime music up at the mall there and uh, where we're from. But um, like they play really, really well. Mm-hmm. And it just made everything simplified with one guitar rather than using two a night. Right. Yeah. That's like with uh, the whammy pedal also. Uh, sometimes, it, you know, if we're in a smaller venue, I don't want to bring too much. So like lately I've been doing piano, six string and mandolin. But uh, with the whammy, sometimes like we do Stairway to Heaven. So I can get like a uh, good 12 string sound coming through there. And that helps a lot. 12 strings, man. I've oh, always no, wanted one, but I feel like, I mean, I've had one in the past, but I feel like you got to use them in the right setting. Absolutely. Or yeah. it's just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's what my 12 string, uh, I bring it here and there, but you know, there's only certain songs. They sound so good with mandolin too. Oh yeah. Well, for me, like, and a perfect example uh, is, uh, uh, give a little bit. Oh uh, yeah. The original one, the Super Tramp version. Right. Like they play a 12 string in that. Mm-hmm. And when you hear it, it almost sounds like it's out of tune because if you don't have that twelve string tune the right exactly perfect, perfect sense, yes. man, it just oh, it sounds like it's just out of tune. Yeah, sounds like it you gives have, it like that off like a yeah. chorus pedal type sound. Yeah, it sounds really really weird. But yeah. there's certain like you you know when you when you're a guitar player you know when you're yeah. right. twelve string. You know what I mean? Um, so I mean, do you have anything that's upcoming or anything that you're looking forward to as far as music wise, like something that's going to be happening soon or? Uh, you know, to be quite honest, I'm not very good with dates or anything, but uh, I know we have a show. I'm pretty sure it's planned for July 4th in Mannington. I'm uh, pretty sure that's supposed to be some big thing. Yeah, um, it's probably the same July 4th festival we'd played one year down there, I believe. Might be, I don't the, know. The reason I ask is because with all this coronavirus and COVID and stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. like as a full-time musician, as a working musician, as you are, like right. a lot of things got canceled. Oh, yeah. And the future isn't looking so bright as of right now. Yeah, that's like uh, with dates. Like I said, I'm all over the place because I can't really remember what's been canceled, what's still going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't had a lot of people necessarily message and cancel, mm-hmm. but you knew. Oh, yeah. Like I didn't have to reach out and say, hey, are you having music? Because they weren't allowed to have music. Right. Yeah, that's like we had a show. I think it might have been June 12th at Flower and Feed, and then it got canceled. So Yeah, I think my show at Flower and Feed got canceled, too. Uh, I Flower used to, and Feed, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, have you played there before? No. See, no, I, I, I used to work there. Yeah, I used to do open mic nights there, uh-huh. and um, I, I brought I met a lot of really cool people from doing the open mic nights. That's another thing, man. Like, Not that you're like super young anymore, but right. like I can't stress, like 
these younger kids and the younger generation, like find an open mic night yeah, absolutely. that you can go play because not only does it give it's you experience. a chance to get out there oh, yeah. and experience, but you're going to meet people. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's how we started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one open mic night. We'll get you a spot at a venue forever. Dude, that's, that's exactly it all the time. That's exactly mm-hmm. that's, that's that's exactly and if you're good every time. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I got started. Yeah, when I was you know 15, 16 years old, Billy's in Clarksburg, PJ Kelly's, which is no longer a thing anymore. Like there was all these open mic nights that I would go into, and you would have to okay it with the owner and be like, "Hey, I'm not old enough to be in here, but I'll play." And as soon as I'm done, I'm out the door, and they'd right. be okay with that. Like yep. you, you, you gain so much knowledge. And you meet so many people that I'm friends with to this day because I was in there at 15 years old. Yep, yep. And it's funny, you know, I'll, I'll see people that I haven't seen in years that used to see me back when I do that. And then they'll see me playing music or they hear me playing music or they've heard our album or whatever. And they're like, man, you're a completely different musician. Mm-hmm. Well, that helped. You know, that could put me on a, on a level to where it helped me grow to where I'm at now. You know what I mean? But with the coronavirus thing, um, I mean, what do you guys have a plan for that? Like, because for us, like, I, I haven't really started booking crazy like we normally right. would because we're, right now we're recording this and it's june we would already normally be, be booked like every friday and saturday until yeah, like oh, you yeah. would be october you know, november you, you were For packed sure. a couple months ago i mean you well, had dates you know, through not, february and march exactly not to be like too thorough but like in february we had every friday and saturday yeah. booked till the end of june mm-hmm. well it's not the end of june yet but it is june and i'm still those dates are up in the in the air so like i said like right. do you guys have a plan for that have you talked about that Honestly, we haven't got into it that much. I think just right now we're trying to give everything some time to somewhat if it'll ever go back to normal a little bit. Well, I don't know that it's ever going to be normal, the right. normal we had before this. Right. Um, but I mean, and a lot of people have talked to me about, and I'm curious what you think, you know, bars are running at 50% capacity right now. Mm-hmm. So do you think as a musician, that means we're going to be getting paid 50% of what we'd normally make? That's, yeah, I kind of do think so. Because... Uh, yeah. I mean, when you just have to think about that, it with you know the crowd. That's when it comes to playing music, the crowd's it. So, yeah, I'd say definitely would have to take a little dive. In See, the and that that hurts for sure. That hurts like that hurts. You know, not only a lot of people, but like uh, the full time musicians, right? Like you're taking that's oh, it kills. That's you. literally taking your your normal income of a month and cutting it in half. Yeah, you couldn't even begin to imagine how many bands have just lost all traction. Oh yeah, no, and no, it's like all the bars. Like months, there's been terrible. there's been a bunch of bars that I've had to contact and be like, hey, you know, we we plan on doing this in the future. We still have this book. They're like, no, we closed. Yeah, we don't have the money to stay. Yeah, open. it's like all these people that got laid off. It's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and it's like you like I said with cutting in half, you cut four hundred dollars in half. It's nothing. It's not that it's big not of a deal. Yeah. But I'm saying you're making two hundred bucks compared to. 400 like it's not that big of a deal personally yeah, yeah. but if you're splitting but between you t- four people but you take you know 1200 bucks and say here's 600 instead of 1200 that's yeah. a big deal yeah for yeah. sure also true as somebody that goes and sees live bands like how's this changed it's for been you? terrible i literally had so many concerts lined up i was supposed to go see megadeth we were going to go see tool again this year like i was going to go do so many things this summer and all of it's just been canceled it's been awful i haven't been able to see you in yeah. months and months and months it's, and it's crazy because we're amazing <laughs> <laughs> you know but i haven't been able to go to morgantown and see shows there's you know everybody's canceled it like tool just canceled their tour the other day they said we're not even gonna yeah until 2021 more than likely you won't see yeah, too much being booked because it's just not it's not worth it i guess well i understand it too but it's like if you get that big you know when you're when you're selling out stadiums and stuff yeah. like think about that if somebody's like hey you're you know i don't know just throwing out a random number you're eighty thousand crowd mm-hmm. turned into forty thousand because we only do half like that's a big difference that's huge. For sure. i mean once again you start 
doing lower and numbers. You'd be 10 surprised to 5. at the little margins that bands make on money when it comes to selling out arenas and stuff well, like no, that. No, they no, don't no. make as much well, as you no. think. Hell no. They're paying their equipment crew. Yeah. They're paying the light. They're paying everybody. They, they have to pay. They, it's not it, like absolutely. you just get to go out and make all the money yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's crazy because there's a lot of big famous bands that, I mean, Dave Matthews had to do the same thing. They basically rescheduled their whole summer tour because of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, um, a lot of bands have just went ahead and just started rescheduling yeah. it for 2021. Yeah. Like the big Motley Crew Def Leppard stadium yeah. tour. That's all. Yeah. yeah. I don't dude, want to be part of that, but you know, I would go see Def Leppard you, for sure, yeah. but I wouldn't see fucking <laughs> Not to Motley change Crew, the subject. Man. Yeah. But you've seen that Vince Neil video. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. I've, I've seen Feel way before that stuff. when they came back the last time. <laughs> was it like 2008 that they did some oh, God, shit? Dude. I saw him in 2012 and it was honestly spectacular. But like, that's really. When, yeah. I heard that that was, was my first concert then. though. So I heard that it was bad then. Yeah. I used to like Molly Crew a lot. Kiss when I was, was a bad. Kid. They did it with Kiss. Really? Oh, Kiss. I mean, I've I, literally heard nothing but good things about Kiss. Forever. I grew up acting like I was Kiss in preschool, and I mean, dude, I, I, I was so excited to see Kiss, and yeah. I Kiss it was a letdown. It's crazy. You know, I thought about that, but that's beside the point. Yeah. You know, some bands are like that. You know, you see, um, you think like, oh my goodness, what I wouldn't give right. to see this band. Not to bring a bunch up or change the subject mm-hmm. a bunch, but like, I've seen Willie Nelson twice now, mm-hmm. and it's all in the past five years. Like, Willie's too old, man. Yeah. He yeah, just he doesn't absolutely. have the same gusto that he had back then. Like mm-hmm. he can't he can't finish lines yeah. of his songs because he doesn't have the breaths anymore. Dave Mustaine right. just recovered from throat cancer. And yeah, I wanted to go see cancer. him this year. Like yeah. I wanted to go see uh, the Black Crows. Oh yeah, that we, would be we've awesome. We've talked about man. the Black Crows, mm-hmm. man. I love the Black Crows. That would be awesome. Um, was that one of your albums? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Southern Harmony and Music Companion, I believe yep. is what it's called. That's Great my favorite. Album. Yes, my favorite. Um, I'm pretty sure Rage Against the Machine was supposed to tour this year. Yeah. And they're not touring now. Like, if there's anybody that any music mm-hmm. or any band that this world could use right about now, it'd be Raging Against Rage the Machine. Yeah. Machine system <laughs> um, of a down. You know, it's crazy. But you know, this coronavirus thing is really, it's really changed not only everybody's lives, but as musicians, like mm. you know, you're. I'm afraid working. it's not going to go back to no- like when you said yeah. go back to normal. I'm thinking more of like everyday things. But when you're talking about just well, strictly music, you know, and I'm not venues, a, like, I'm not a doctor. But, like, if you think about it, and you really think, like, the flu, the first time the flu right. came around, yeah. the flu pandemic. So, like, mm-hmm. the flu is still a thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we can go out and get the flu and we could die from it. Mm-hmm. It's just like this corona. Like I said, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't talk to super intelligent people that know everything about what's going on. But at the same time, like, I feel you either going to get it and you're going to be able to either, A, recover and not even know you had it. You're going to have to go to the hospital and you recover mm-hmm. or you're going to die. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I think especially in this state, like our perspectives are maybe a little bit skewed because when you go to other states, they do have bigger music scenes and stuff like that. For like sure. our yeah. music scene is bar scenes for mm. the most part. Um, it is going to be different here. It's it not for the most part. Different. Our music scene is bar yeah. scenes. It really yeah. is. If you're going to make any money in this state, it's it's bars. We have More music venues, but festivals, yeah. but that's like what a couple months out of the year. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, not, like, not to. We're in West Virginia, man. Yeah. This isn't Nash. This isn't no, Nashville. No. You know no, it I mean? should be. It yeah. really should be, man. There well, should be a folk singer every ten fucking miles. Yeah, really yeah should, it should be. be able to walk down the road and see some guy playing banjo. I agree, one hundred percent. There's great music around here, but we just don't have the market for. Yeah, it. we don't at all. People yeah. don't care. People don't go mm-hmm. out to see music, and that, that's, that's where I'd said earlier when we were talking like music now compared to ten years ago, compared to twenty years ago in the nineties, it's a completely different. This thing. is a great question, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Where's the best music city in this state for both of you two? 
in my opinion, from what I've seen, well, it's Morgantown. I hope, but I've not no, been I hope you don't say Morgantown because Morgantown's no. been a huge letdown. I've never played as Morgantown, far as actually. your kind of music, yeah, for sure. But as far as like EDM and that. other stuff, you no, wouldn't you think wouldn't that. think you'd because think, we're a jam band. Yeah, who smokes weed and drinks alcohol? Right, college, yeah, college kids. kids right. Yeah, you, know you would think. Right. But not that I'm mm. saying that I drink weed or I drink weed. I drink beer and, and smoke out or smoke alcohol. What am I talking about? I drink beer and smoke weed all the time. Yeah, sounds like it. No, but like you would think that because it's a college town, yeah, people would get into that. But like. Morgantown hasn't. They're heavy into EDM and stuff like that. Rap yeah, music. They do a lot of different to stuff. Me it's you not, don't see to me, it's right. not. To me, it's not like it's not cities. No, to me, it's not. Yeah. It's places. It's different really? bars that do that do okay. really well in. Yeah. Um. What's like, your favorite? Man, that's 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 redundant. Okay. Yeah. It's it's that you can't. I can't answer that question. Do you. I mean. Not you because, have a. Not because I don't want people to feel bad. Because like I've played a lot of places yeah. that really hold a special place to me. What are a couple? The Strand. The Strand, for sure. When I mean, we played Bell Meadows, I loved that place, but the show itself kind of sucked. I've never played Bell Meadows, and I mean, they have one band play there all the time, and I'm not going to mention that band, because if you listen to this, you know Bell Meadows. But, um, <laughs> no, but like, uh, like The Strand, Scotty, the owner, is, is one of the coolest owners of a bar that I've ever okay. had to work with, mm. and like, he knows, and I know, that like, if he doesn't have a great night, I'm not going to come to him and be like, hey, still give me the money. Like, yeah. I'm going to be like, okay, man, that's fine. Give me what you can give me, and we'll go from there, and that's, you know, that's how I feel like most musicians and owners like they differ to where like I have a really good really good relationships with certain places. Yeah, and yeah. I mean you know most I mean, places you can trust to do that. Yeah, when it's like we had to implement a contract for the simple fact that like a lot of places are really. You know, they're two-faced. Yeah, right? they really are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like the guy that's supposed to pay you, he'll leave early, yep. and then yeah. he'll leave the bartender half the money you're supposed to get. Yep, I've been there. We're in a bar band. You know how that goes. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, yeah, like I said, to me, it's not it's not cities, because I don't think like, you know, we play Grafton, but like we play one place in Grafton. Like Bridgeport, Brickside does really well for us mm-hmm. yeah. as a full band, like not just because us, but there's very seldom that we'll play that place, and there'll be nobody there. It's always packed. See, like mm-hmm. when you played Mountain State, it wasn't like... Oh, my acoustic thing? Yeah, yeah like, I didn't... It's pe- Like, people were watching this stuff, but it's not, like, a great crowd. I don't know. Well, and that's I what guess. I mean. Like, there's not... Whereas bars is the main thing, and I think Dalton would agree with mm-hmm. me, like, you don't really find those places around here in the state, really, that focus on the music. Dude, no. man, listen, I've been to a Slayer show in Columbus where the lead singer, Tom Aurea, stared at me for, like, 35 seconds because I was the only one moving in the crowd. Oh, yeah. Everyone stood there like potatoes, except yeah. for, but, like, the little pit section. You know, I've like, never seen something like that in my life. Not, I was like, this crowd is terrible. Like, not, yeah. not to say that you're – and don't take it as I'm saying, like, your opinion isn't valid here, but being, like, a, a, a player mm-hmm. – because you've played out, but you well, haven't yeah. played out in the capacity that Dalton and I have played out. Like, you, it's, it's a different thing, man. Like – some places you'll play and it's like you know you sound and you know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. I say that I guarantee you know that you're sounding good. Mm-hmm. Oh you yeah, that, no, trust me. You know, know that you're on. You know that your singer sounds Schmitz great. Was right. terrible. You know, yeah. but like, uh, but you just know nobody's listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like there's it's all, a shame. There's times yeah. where I'm like, man, I really. Well, that's wish what I was talking about. I mean, people yeah. were listening, but no one was reacting. It was a terrible. There's crowd. times where I'll be like, man, I really wish that we recorded this show. That way, I could have this. Mm-hmm. It's like I almost give Hannah, my girlfriend, grief because I'm like, were you recording that? Because I really feel like we did really great, and she'd be like, no, I'd be like, that's lost forever. Yeah, yep. I do that all the time, yep. and that's how I feel like when people do. You play these places where people don't care. It's like you do you do a great job, and there'll be nights when you're off, and like somebody will come up and be like, you guys sound really great, and it's like, man. You know, if I sound really great now, we we sound much better in the past, but mm-hmm. nobody cared. It's tough, man. Yeah. Music's not what it used to be. Nope, people aren't there because our scene is a big bar scene. People aren't there to hear music. They're there it's to get the drunk. Alcohol. They're there to see their and friends. As much as right. you can blame, like, 
maybe not blame, but as much as you can say is it's a lot of the music's changed and mm-hmm. like a lot of the music doesn't fit that. It's not really that, man. It's just people don't go out like that anymore. They right. don't well, support yeah. it. There's well, no I mean, but look at the reasons. I mean, a it. you know, it's a lot cheaper to stay home and buy a thirty pack of beer and yep. drink in your house. Yeah. A lot cheaper. A I mean, lot you're, cheaper. you're paying double the price for a can of beer than you would be if you buy it in the store. Probably more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, the cops. The cops have gotten really bad. Yeah. Not that I'm saying it's okay to drink and drive, but they're everywhere and they're waiting yeah, for absolutely. you. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Please don't take that the wrong way. I'm not saying yeah. that it's okay to drink and drive. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that it's it's really tightened up. People are scared to go out because they know even if they have a beer that if they get pulled over, they're probably going to go to jail. Right. You know what I mean? We don't have the money. People don't have the money that they used to have either. Nope. Mm-hmm. You know, our economy's not great here. Yeah, like especially with like Corona, you know, everybody's yeah. going to be short on stuff, so. Well, and that's like, I really... I worried when, when I, when I, cause we were the first ones and I've said this to begin with, like as musicians, we were the first people that didn't have a job mm-hmm. because they closed all the bars and yeah. stuff down. Yep. Not to the bar, you know, bartenders and bar owner or whatever. They didn't have a job, but like when they closed bars, that meant we didn't have a place to play anymore. Right. Yeah. So when they open bars at 50% capacity and they haven't opened them all the way yet, who's the last person that gets to go get back to work? That's us. Yeah. And they're still not going to want to hire. Exactly. Because because, a, they don't have the money and B, they don't have the the crowd. You know, it's, it's really, really rough. And I mean, it's, it's tough because I've never lived anything like this before as far as being a musician. Cause like you don't, obviously we don't see this coming, but like, I'm not going to say that I was living in this cushion lifestyle where I wasn't worried about how my bills were going to get paid, but I worry about that now. Yeah. But shit was set up. Yeah. But that's what I was going to say was like, if it wasn't for me being able to go live on Facebook and that's a big thing, man, streaming yeah. and stuff like that is a huge part yeah. of like yeah. what people, makes people revenue right you now. You know, me being able to, not only has it helped me financially because people have sent me tips on PayPal and all mm-hmm. that stuff, but like it gives me an outlet mm-hmm. to be able to share what I'm doing and what I like to do because then I don't feel like, you know, I'm worthless almost yeah. to a mm-hmm. point. You know what I mean? Remind me, dude, I need to show you somebody. He's from New Zealand. He is fucking awesome, but he yeah. streams every night. Well, yeah, on 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 Twitch, right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, you talked to him about He's me awesome. But like I said, not just financially, but it gives me a outlet to be able to show what I do and what I love and like I'm super appreciative of those people because they don't have to watch me. They don't have yeah. to tip me. They could just turn their blind eye and not even click on the video, but they do and like it's funny because you you are be able you're able to uh, connect with those people because somebody will message you and be like hey man you did a really good job or hey you should try this song or hey you just sounded really good on this song yeah like, it's a crazy right. feeling it it's, really it's is. helped it's helped me through all this because you know I've had problems with anxiety and depression yeah, in the past but to have people out. reach out and say hey man you're doing a really good job keep mm-hmm. doing what you're doing hey we look forward to you playing whenever you play like it means a lot that's right? a that's the biggest thing that I've seen is just all the support for musicians that haven't been able to work and they just go live and then all of their fans are still right there you know help supporting them donating well and it's like you get more fans this way because there's a lot of people that don't go out exactly yeah Yeah. they're getting to know you just from you doing live streams because they wouldn't necessarily be at a bar ready to see that's why i think anymore you almost have to do both to some degree Mm -hmm. yeah no i agree so i think if we can all agree on one thing coronavirus is fucked absolutely you know it's it's not only fucked us but it's it's fucked period Mm -hmm. you know it's a shame that not only ourselves of musicians but like people had to live through this there's people that's died through this it's awful uh, and we're sitting here complaining about not getting to play music and yeah. people have lost their lives, it's but still, terrible. Yeah, it's a terrible thing. And like, I, I feel like it's needed to be talked about because, you know, not only as musicians have we suffered, but like not, not everybody knows our side of the story when it comes to music. And I truly feel like as musicians, we were the first people to like lose their jobs, right. especially as like a, as a full-time musician who works for myself and works for my band. Like, you know, we lost our jobs just as soon as they closed everything down. And there's not too many people talking about it. You know what I mean? No, I, it sounds not. a little bit pretentious, mm. but it really isn't. You know, it's affected yeah. 
a lot of you guys. So, I mean, like I said, we've learned that coronavirus is fucked. Uh, Dalton has told us about himself and what he's all about. You know, I, and I, I really think that we plan on having Dalton back on the show, you know, having, him, having him a regular on the show because mm-hmm. as a musician that, you know, has opinions and has views that aren't the same as ours, that's what we want. We want to be able to cover things not only from one aspect, but from every every area that we can cover something because we're musicians and that's what we want. We want you guys to not only, and I said it from the start, hear music that you guys wouldn't normally hear or you wouldn't listen to. We want you to give things a chance that you maybe didn't like before and you're giving it another try. Um, and we want to we want to bring stuff to you in a different light than you would normally hear it. Thank you guys once again for listening. We can't tell you how much we appreciate that. We'll see you again next time. Poyas your way, dear. Poyas your way, dear.